4: The members of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 716 built the things that make Rice University and Houston great, and we want you to join us.
1: Build a better career. To find out more, visit IBEW716.net. The following is a presentation of the the Rice Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. On the Rice Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, welcome to Rice Owls Insider. Powered by the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 716. Lighting up Rice University in Houston for over 100 years. Rice Owls Insider is brought to you by The Parking Spot. The Parking Spot. We have airport parking covered. Now, here's the voice of the owls, J.P. Heath. Why, well, hello there. Great reviews. Great reviews. On last week's debut episode
3: here on Rice Owls Insider, a new way in these 2020 pandemic times that we are getting you all of the inside scoop that you're used to here on the different broadcast and coaches' show formats. And for episode two, we dive into a football preview. It is about that time. Owls open up at Middle Tennessee against Middle Tennessee State. Newsflash if I'm going on the road. No, Middle Tennessee State is coming here. Uh, to historic Rice Stadium. Uh, Second meeting all time. Remember the first one last year, what a crazy game that was. The Owls holding on for that first of three consecutive wins to end the season. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a matter of moments with Dunleavy head football coach, Dunleavy family head football coach, uh, Mike Blumgren. He'll be with us in our first segment. Then we'll hear from all the coordinators on the Rice staff, O.C. Jerry Mack, Defensive coordinator Brian Smith and special teams boss man Drew Soboda. And uh, something we're doing different this year is a preview from the other side of the aisle. Chip Walters, 30th year voice of the Blue Raiders, will take us inside Coach Stockstill's club. Uh, he has an historic note as well, too, that I am ashamed that I didn't know at first. We'll talk about that. Quick aside, relating to the broadcast, relating to the game, obviously, uh, no one likes that fans are not able to come for that uh, first game. You heard athletic director Joe Carregard say, hey, hopefully this is just uh, a short, uh, temporary thing. But the Aviary is a new um, game day online community that's going to feature an auxiliary stream with in-stadium camera access. You get behind the scenes in our broadcast booth with Nate and me. I tested the equipment. So, yes, you can get. Uh, behind the scenes with us in the broadcast booth, live stat updates. There's a lot of interactive game day content. It's only $10. So uh, I encourage you to take part of that. And also on the media front, don't forget our, about our Rice Owl Sports Show. That's the new Rice Athletics TV Feature Show brought to you by our great partners at Smart Financial. Uh, and they have a unique perspective on um, all the Owls personalities across the 14 sports as some of the, well, some of the great moments and the uh, rich sports history here at Rice. But that's on AT&T Sportsnet Southwest, uh, home of the Astros and Rockets, uh, with a coverage region here throughout our great state of Texas, as well as Arkansas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. But stay with us. Coming up next, Episode 2 of Rice House Insider, V. Family Head Football Coach Mike Lundgren is next as we get our football preview going here on Rice Owls Insider. Stay tuned.
1: Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist. Leading Medicine. Welcome back to Rice Owls Insider and the voice of the Owls, J.P. Heath. Welcome back. It is our 2020 football
3: season preview. Third year, Dunleavy head football coach Mike Lundgren of our Rice Owls is with us. Now stay tuned. The next few segments we will have O.C., Jerry Mack, D.C., Brian Smith, and special teams boss Drew Svoda. Can't wait. Coach, we finally have some ball. It is a game week. How's that sound to you? Oh,
5: it's amazing. Yeah, I uh, woke up this morning and uh you know popped out of bed pretty easily it's uh it's really exciting because you know we talk about it like yes we didn't start camp what other people did but we were really in a camp mode you know we stayed in like an OTA type mindset for a couple months so this is a long time coming there's a lot of a lot of hard work that went into this from the coach's standpoint as well as of course the players
3: and last week we touched on the overall kind of eagle eye view of things but just as you the last couple days since we last spoke what's the spirit and attitude of the guys the staff and even you personally Ben is it's an eye upon us now it's right around the corner
5: yeah it really is just excitement you know we had last Saturday we had the mock game and just being in our stadium on that turf knowing that that's where we're going to play an opponent a week later like there was a lot of fun walking out of that tunnel and just being like man it is actually here we are in game week we're entering game week I mean so that's uh for all the things that we went through and all the uncertainty of if this would ever
3: get to this point, here we are. You made the call uh, a couple weeks back. You were very uh, authoritative with that. You said Mike Collins is your your quarterback. Uh, tell us a little bit more about his makeup and, and really that quarterback room as a whole. Because of your three years, I mean, I, I don't think I'm being too bold in saying this is your deepest quarterback room you've had.
5: It is our deepest quarterback room, and more than that, it's the first time in our program, even though we had an abbreviated spring and only got nine of our 15 practices in, we had every quarterback in the building for spring ball that we were going to have this fall, and that has tremendous value. So you're exactly right. When you're talking about a guy like Mike Collins, who has been ahead above throughout this whole camp, uh, and we're tremendously excited about him and what he brings to our football team, and then you got Giovanni Johnson, who also has done it on Saturdays for the Rice Owls. That's really cool. And then when we look back and we say, hey, our number three is Wiley Green, who has won games for the Rice Owls, and we know how much we all trust him. That's really comforting. And then you got two other guys in there uh, in the room, and TJ and Evan Marshman, who have done really good things when they've been given opportunities. So, yeah, to have five dudes in the room first off and five that you actually trust, that's really cool. And, and I really think that we've done what we said at that room that we set out to do at every place on that this team, and that's – really raise the ceiling of the talent level and also raise the floor. And I think we've done that. And that's been really fun.
3: You're big on saying, and you're, you're pressers with us in the media and just last week, you were talking about how you're so happy about the guys following all the protocols. But now as you shift to actual, the game week, uh, what area of the team makes you the most proud and has made the biggest strides in, in camp or in the off season?
5: No, I think it's exactly that. I think the, the, the price that an individual pays to play college football from a time commitment, from having to do a great job, especially at a place like rice with time management, because you truly are a student athlete. And now we throw the COVID and the COVID protocols on there and really force them to make the selfless decisions to keep our program and their, their roommates and their teammates going forward. Uh, and that's a lot. And the ask keep getting bigger, you know, it's like, Hey, it, you know, if you want to play, if we want to play, and if we want to give ourselves the best chance, these are these are the steps we have to take. We have to make selfless decisions. We have to go from the building to class to home, and if we do that, that gives us our best chance. And the fact that our guys have said, "You know what, Coach? We're going to do it because we want to play this season together so badly, and football means so much to us and such a big part of our lives." You kind of tell us what to do, and we'll do it. And that's been unbelievable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we'll talk more in depth with Coach Smith coming up here in a segment or two, but, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously that's, that's give, got the biggest hype coming in, into the year, and you've made that challenge, hey, let's be the best defense in Conference USA. What, what stands out that puts that goal in front of them and what could make them one of the tops in the league?
5: You know, I think just looking back, the fact that we bring back 10 guys that started those last games for us, uh, 10 of 11, that's exciting. That's real world experience. And we were ended the year on a real upward trend of becoming the dominant defense, the bully that we want to be, if you will. And so I think just continuation of that momentum, plus the way these guys have worked this off season and a couple new ads, a couple new exciting guys that have earned the right to be involved with that defense, whether it's as a one or a two, uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's been, been awesome to watch the competition over there. It's great to see how coach Calhoun has the D line going We know Coach Vestal and those linebackers are playing at an elite level and really did all of last year. And Coach Smith and Coach Wilcher on the back end, you know, we've just got talented guys with a lot of game experience. So I think that's the reason for the optimism.
3: And along with, I guess, more X's and O's, like what do you think fans will notice differently about this year's Rice team as you continue to make those strides?
5: You know, I I don't think it's something that they're going to notice that's too different. I hope it's just another step forward in every area. All right? That's what we want to do. We want to grow every single day. Uh, so I think living and breathing intellectual brutality and bringing that more to life, every, every play in every way, that's something I'm looking forward to. I think the uh, offense, although it's not a new look, uh, I think that's always the, the thing people want to say is, Oh, it's new and this and that it's not, but uh, we got people who are a year better in that offense and we've got a couple new ads so that are going to be really exciting. Whether you're talking about a guy like Mike Collins or a runner like Kalen Griffin who really throws it in there and is such a physical uh, back that he's going to be fun fun to watch and then having Juma back healthy, it's all. It's just an exciting time, and it always is heading into game one.
3: And finally, we're we're doing things obviously a lot different, hashtag 2020, with the the structure of the show. So I'll have a more in-depth preview of Middle Tennessee coming up in a little bit with a special Blue Raiders guest. But how it's kind of appropriate that you're playing Middle Tennessee State because last year's game was massive in that it really got things going the way you got it, the timing of it, how appropriate that you get Coach Stockstall's team as you're restarting things in a way now, huh?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting storylines to it, right? Like last year, I think we knocked them out of bowl contention. This year, we have a chance to do it again. But there's so many things that are so different since we played that game for both teams. And right now, as you look at it, I don't know if it's happened in college football history where a team is opening their season and another team is rolling in for game number seven. So that in itself is a unique challenge. That's something we've used to really keep our guys locked in and focused and understand why we do things like the mock game, why we have to understand the details of every situation, because they've got six games under their belt. So you know what? That that is what it is. I'm excited to play anybody. And uh, the fact that it's Rick Stockstill and his team, that I have so much respect for Coach Stockstill and what he's done in his career and what he does year to year, uh, that's really exciting. It's always an exciting opportunity for me. Uh, I think our coaching staff is excited. Our five newly named captains are extremely excited. Um, it's game week and we're excited.
3: Yeah. I, I'd be remiss. I'm glad you said that. Um, tell us about the captains and uh, how, how that process went.
5: Yeah. It's something where we're, We felt it was right right now. We felt there cannot be enough real leaders and real voices in our locker room. And I felt like we were at a point where we could have more than three captains. What we've traditionally done is had an offensive captain, a defensive captain, and a special teams captain. And really what we did is we said, hey, you know, special teams are such a vital part around here. We're going to have two offensive slash special teams captains, two defense slash special teams captains, and we will still bring along a specialist. So when you look at how things unfolded, and I don't know if everybody knows how we do this. We take every fourth and fifth year player, uh, junior and senior, if you will. And we put them on a list. And the guys vote for one in offense, one in defense, and one in special teams. And Blaze Aldrich was uh, named our defensive captain, along with Garrett Grammer. Austin Trammell, two-time captain for us, ret- uh, first return captain of a team I've been a part of. So Austin's coming back on offense, along with Jordan Myers, who has the respect of everybody on our football team. And then Cameron Riddle, our deep snapper, who has played every game since he's been here, always finds a way to make a play that helps the Rice Owls, it seems like, in a critical situation. Uh, So I couldn't be happier about the five guys that were chosen by our team. It really shows the growth that we've had culturally as a program. And once again, I'm just excited about those guys being an extension of our coaching
3: staff and pushing their teammates to places we've all never been. Thank you, Coach. Can't wait to get this going with you and uh, talk to you game day. And uh, go get them, all right? Appreciate you. Sounds good, JP. Have a great one. Hey, Coach, Mike Bloomgren of our Rice House. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we'll get into talking to coordinators here in this 2020 football preview. Stay with us on Rice House Insider. No one wants to fight the traffic to and from the stadium or arena. You don't have to. When you go win, win transportation, enjoy the game, not fight the traffic. Five people or 5,000, win offers customizable group transportation with a
4: wide range of motor coaches, minibuses, and vans, giving your trip an extra special touch. So when it's game time, remember, all you need is win. Book at gowin.com,
1: G-O-W-Y-N-N-E.com.
3: And welcome back to Rice Owls Insider. We start on the offensive side of the ball with 3rd O.C.
6: Jerry Mack. All things considered, Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be playing a football game finally. So the time is finally here, and we're extremely excited about it. Yeah, you know, one thing I actually forgot to ask Coach, with, with all the extra time
3: that you had in the offseason and kind of the first part while everybody else is playing, do you kind of say, hey – I can go back to my workshop, whatever you would call it, and and kind of do some more things? Or how how did y'all approach that on the offensive side?
6: Well, I think you got to be careful not to get too outside of the scope of what you are, you know, as coaches. You know, sometimes too much time is not good because you start watching a lot of these games across the country and, you know, you start to come up with all these different ideas, but you forget you guys got to be able to execute it on the field. So that was one biggest thing that we tried to make sure as a coaching staff, not only just with the time that we've had this season that we're kind of on the late start, but also too during the quarantine session, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we got we did our due diligence of studying us, studying other people that we were really interested in, but not not getting too far outside the scope of what we feel like our system is and, and kind of what our student athletes can do.
3: Yeah, along that line, Coach, Coach bloomberg told me in his his segment that when I asked him, hey, what what will fans see different on the team? And he said, hey, it's just more of the same but a little bit better. So it's offensively specific, I know you've got a new signal caller in uh, Mike Collins and you're, you're, off, you're off with uh, Bradley Rosner who opted out. So how do you think the offense, not differently but better and just will be fitting here in 2020?
6: Yeah, I, you know, I said it earlier. I, I think I'm really excited about some of our younger guys because they had, bring explosiveness to our offense that we haven't had in a couple of years. You know, guys in the, in the receiver room like Andrew Mason, uh, who's a legit four three guy, and then you look in the backfield. Uh, we're going to bring Juma back this year where we really missed him last year, and then also Kalen Griffin. Uh, th- those are guys that, you know, have came to, us, came to our program that really didn't exist as much or at all last year, and now we've got a chance to really – you Know dwell on those uh schemes and all those different things that we've done in the past. But now, like Coach said, we got a chance to make it better because we got we feel like we got some more explosive guys doing some of those things. Uh with the signal caller, you know, that's a big deal around here, uh, or any program for that matter. We got two that we really feel good about. You know, Giovanni has a role and and he can do some things for us. You saw what he did kind of the latter part of last season, uh and they can't operate our offense. Now he's got a year under his belt. But, you know, at the end of the day, Mike Collins, you know, we we kind of we kind of solidified Mike Collins as the starter going into this first game. And, you know, he was able to do some extraordinary things for us in the spring and took the bull by the horns and ran with it during fall camp. So having a guy that we really feel confident about a 6'5", 230 pound guy that can, can make all the throws on the field, just something we haven't had here in the last few years. Yeah, Mike
3: told us in the media a week and a half or so ago after one of the scrimmages, hey, I like the challenge of coming to his wide open system at TCU to this pro style. And the more I started deep diving, because like we had all offseason getting get ready for middle Tennessee, I was like, OK, this guy, I mean, he put up 350 at TCU. He put up all these good numbers. So what, what can fans expect the type of quarterback that Mike Collins is?
6: I think Mike has an extremely talented – he's an extremely talented passer. Uh, When you talk about being able to push the ball down the field, make some of the throws from the far opposite hash to the sideline, he's a guy that can do a lot of those types of things. One of the things that's going to impress you about him, that's going to jump out at you is his arm strength. That's that's the first thing. And then he surprisingly – is really nifty on his feet. You know, he's a strong body guy that when things start to break down, uh, we're not really going to use him as a runner per se – but he can run whenever you need to get to pick up those tough five yards or even turn something on uh, a scramble drill to an explosive play. So I just think that aspect of it is what you're going to see in Mike. That's, that's probably a little bit different than you've seen in the past. Some of those sacks we, that we've given up in the past, I think he's going to be able to extend some plays a little bit better.
3: You already touched on the running game a little bit, but just how big is it to have uh, Juma Odoviano? It seems like this, in his career, this is the first full healthy season from the start that he'll be with you.
6: Yeah, you know, he's got a chance to, you know, play a little bit as a freshman. And then last year he was kind of battled the the injury bug a little bit. But so now you're talking about a guy that's three years in the program. This is his third year in the program and he's not a high school freshman. He's not 18 years old, 17 years old anymore. He's got a chance to get his body uh, right. He's got a chance to mentally grow as a person because he's had to overcome some adversity so now we're we we feel like we're getting a really good situation and a a good version a great version actually of Juma Uh, just the things he was able to do in the spring when we challenged him and then he came back this fall camp and you know being having a a young guy like Kalen Griffin also in the backfield those guys have been able to complement one another and really push one another so we're really excited about that part of it going into Saturday.
3: I was interested to see that battle at right tackle. Wolford, the Colgate transfer wins that, that battle. I know a lot of guys will play all throughout the line, but just, um, and with Karkowski, what a great story he was last year at center. And you've got some versatile guys like Baker and all across the line. So, how would you gauge the line play? Because we all know it all starts with the big fellas up front.
6: Yeah, I think one thing I said was the experience. the Just the experience now when you talk about Clay Serving, we talk about Cole Garcia, Isaac Clarkowski started some games for us last year. Uh, Shea Baker has obviously started the center hand, started the guard for us. So you're talking about four out of the five guys, even Brant Peterson, uh, he started last year against Baylor for us. So it's so much real game time and playing experience on that line now. Uh, that we've never we haven't had in the past the first couple of years we've, we've always tried to rotate some freshmen and it's it just different when you get those guys 17 18 year olds sometimes especially in the trenches when you talk about the strength and the maturity so now we feel like we're really coming around with the strength and maturity and even Javon Javon is a is a guy that's been in college now for five years so he's got has and played a lot of college football as well so that, that chemistry is really what we continue to grow and continue to build and I think I think we're there
3: I can't wait, Coach. Uh, I've been joking with Coach Bloomer, It finally feels like a game week, uh, getting to do these things. I know we talked to you a lot during the shows this year, and I can't wait to get some of your wisdom throughout the season. So thanks so much.
6: No problem. Thank you so much, J.P.
3: O.C. Jerry Mack of our Rice House. Stay tuned. Back with more in the coordinator sessions right after this on Rice House Insider big trip on the horizon before you depart you gotta park the parking spot is a simpler easier way to navigate airport parking and you can save when you book online you're guaranteed a spot and we even pick you up at your trunk in our yellow and black spotted shuttles and take you straight to the terminal parking and saving come full circle at the parking spot the parking spot proud sponsor of rice university visit the to reserve your spot today
1: listening to Rice Owls Insider. Let's rejoin J.P. Heath.
3: And now we switch to the defensive side of the ball here on Rice Owls Insider. Again, Rice and Middle Tennessee State coming up on Saturday afternoon and uh, now third year D.C. Brian
2: Smith. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Good to be here. How's everything going?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know the drill, coach. Uh, Just turning out these interviews and I can't wait to have a, a game day and Obviously, I was thinking in my mind, how do I phrase this? You've got so many great expectations on the defense this year with, what, 10 of 11 starters coming back. So uh, I know you've probably repeated this ad nauseum, but just what are your overall thoughts and uh, some of the strengths that you you guys have uh, noticed even in the offseason and the time you've had here?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the third year being in the same system, you know, before I got here, they were in a a different defense every year. And I think having – been in the same system for three years the continuity that we have uh, the communication with the players they know what to expect from us we know what to expect from them Uh, so I think that continuity helps going into it and uh, you know our first game not starting until the middle of October we've had a lot of time you know together even more so than normal uh, before first game so all that continuity helps out hopefully it'll, it'll show on the field um, you know but our, our guys are are excited they're ready to go and I'm anxious to see you know what this group is going to do because we have played together a lot and uh, I'm seeing a lot of improvement every day.
3: Well the guys with all the preseason accolades uh, He's he's been doing it for years now with Blaze Aldridge and kind of paraphrasing him on social media is like hey none of that matters which i'm sure you love that mentality but he's looking to take it on the field if possible how did blaze improve from last season to what you've seen the early part not being able to play these games i'm sure he's pretty antsy
2: yeah uh you know i can't speak for him but i, I know he, he he's uh you know he he works so hard you know and he's an example the guys kind of look to the the extra work that he does in the in the weight room and you know, he pays attention to his body and and he's a great example for those guys. But he's one of them guys, he works so hard, so he's always gonna improve on, on on little things and and get better. You know, he knows the defense better, you know, he's playing some Mike position, he's playing some will. Um, you know, just getting that master down and and looks like he's even in, in better shape than he was last year. So definitely excited to see, you know, what what he's gonna look like on, on game day. Speak to the uh, defensive
3: line as you've got some mainstays coming back and uh, with DeBrayland having such a strong freshman season, but you've got the older guy like uh, Elijah Garcia, and we know about Trey Schumann's talents. It seems like on the line uh, where you like to get big and nasty, the guys have really developed that edge and, and kind of led your defense.
2: Yeah. I mean, Coach Calhoun does a great job with those guys, getting them ready to, to practice every day. They, they practice hard. And uh, they're a very close, tight-knit group. Uh, And, you you know, that position is all about mentality. And they have a put-the-ball-down mentality. You put the ball down, and and they're ready to go. And uh, like I said, they bring it every day in practice. But uh, Ikenna Inuchuku, he's another guy that you didn't name uh, that's really surprised us. Uh, He's he's had a really good training camp, Uh, just physically, just talented guy. Uh, so looking for big things from him, Kenneth Orgy. I mean, it's it's a well-rounded group and uh, with, a, with a lot of ability. So, you know, now the challenge is, is game day coming through in the clutch when it counts.
3: <clears throat> you got some true freshmen mixed in on the two deep uh, for the corners uh, and some new names. Uh, what do you expect from the corners and, and the whole secondary too?
2: Well, um, like I said, we we've had a, a lot of guys, uh, experienced guys, so they they've been able to teach and, and be extensions of the coaching staff. So, uh, you know, they they definitely have helped speed up that process. of Those young guys in the program, uh, you know, we 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 can we we can coach the, the, those veterans, and the veterans kind of coach the young guys coming up. So they've done a really good job with that. Uh, you know, just at the corner position, Sean Fresh is had a really strong training camp. Miles McCord is a guy who played a little bit for us last year. Uh, that, that's been very solid. Uh, Jordan Dunbar has been a freshman uh, from New York that's come in, and uh, he, he's had an outstanding training camp so far. Uh, so now, like I said, the challenge is, is game day. Are, are they going to perform like they practice? And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen.
3: Can't wait, Coach. Great seeing you again, and I know we'll probably talk a few more times throughout the season, but just, I mean, seriously, great seeing you, and actually it means we have a game coming up. So thank you, sir, and go get them, all right?
2: All right. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, too. Yes, sir.
3: Defensive coordinator Brian Smith joining us. We have, That means, hey, we got one left. Drew Savota, the Owls special teams, coming up next year here on Rice Owls Insider.
1: Rice fans, need a place to stay while watching your owls play ball? Located just steps from campus is the Hilton Houston Medical Center. Visit us today at houstonplaza.hilton.com or call 713-313-4000 to get that special rice discount. Again, that's houstonplaza.hilton.com or call 713-313-4000 to get
6: that special rice discount now. Have no post-game plans? You do now. Head down the street to Little Woodrow's in Rice Village and relax over indoor and outdoor games, sports, and drink specials that a college student cannot refuse. All you have to do is bring your student ID to enjoy $2.50 domestic drafts. Also, don't miss out on our Monday college nights as we've got $2 domestic drafts and $3 shots. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay updated on all our upcoming events and specials. Little Woodrow's, the official Rice Owls game day head quarters.
3: Our final coordinator segment here on Rice Owls Insider. We have some special teams to talk with, with a uh, second year special teams coordinator, Drew Savota. Coach, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
3: Could not be better. I was telling the other guys, uh, it means it's game week if I'm talking to y'all in our usual season preview. So a lot of the same stuff you probably already said, but just your overall thoughts on the special teams, because um, you've been blessed with some riches in the past, but now you've got some, some new guys, but some talented guys in different parts. So what do you think?
4: Absolutely. You know, it's uh, you know, although we, we, we've had some riches, like you said, we we've only had them for one year. You know, they uh, you know, when, when we got here in 2018, we had Jack Fox that first year. And then he was, then he was out the door and onto the NFL. And and Mm -hmm. then uh, Chris Barnes had his opportunity and uh, you know, he had one year and did a great job, had an all conference year for us last year and, and uh, Adam Nunez came in for one year and, and kind of helped supplement the, uh, the punting game. And, and Chris ended up taking over the field goals. So, uh, here we are again, replacing, uh, the, the punter and the kicker for the third straight year. And, uh, you know, that's, that's okay. You know, it, it's not always bad to have an old team, you know, where you, where you keep replacing guys, uh, you know, that exhaust their eligibility with you. And, uh, you know we're excited, Colin Riccatelli. You know he's extremely talented. Um, he's going to get an opportunity to be our our place kicker, and and uh, he'll handle our kickoffs and our and our field goals right now. And and Will Harrison, you know, fourth year guy in the program, really has had the best offseason that he's had. He is kicking better than he ever has since I've known him. And uh, you know, so we we feel pretty good about our kicking situation. Um, you know, in our in our punters, you know, Charlie Mendez. Charlie's a redshirt freshman who's got a really big leg. You know, he uh, hadn't punted in the game yet, but he's going to get that opportunity on Saturday. And and uh, you know, we don't look at punt as a negative play around here. You know, sometimes when you you put the punt team on the field and you can flip the field by fifty yards, that's that's not a that's not a negative. And so uh, you know, Charlie's going to have some great opportunity, uh, you know, on Saturday. And then Cam Riddle, our long snapper. You know, Cam is so dependable. He's uh, he's got ice water in his veins and and just really uh just a, just a fantastic long snapper and, and does a great job. He was also just voted team captain. Uh, so that that's really, really fantastic. And our return guys, you know, Austin Trammell, Jordan Myers, Jake Bailey. You know, we've got some really, really dependable guys back there that we're really excited about.
3: Yeah, and the, the dirty part that doesn't—I mean, there's not really too many stats. I know y'all y'all track the minutia like this, the the coverage guys. So how how vital is that? Because I mean, obviously y'all don't overlook it, but uh, we we don't always see that that glory for guys down the coverage. Because I mean, the way the kicking game has changed, that's that's almost become uh, as important to cover those kicks and
4: punts. Absolutely, starting with kickoff. I mean, you know, it uh, every every kickoff has the opportunity to score a touchdown. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those dynamic plays uh, has an opportunity to be an explosive play every time you put the ball in the air. So your coverage guys have got to be absolutely, you know, they, they got to have a few things. They got to really have a lot of want to, you know, their their uh, their tank, their tank has to be full when it comes to passion and, 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 and effort and. And uh, consistency, you know, you you just really, that's really where it starts. And then understanding the opponent's schemes. You know, we rep that. We don't just run down the field and tackle the guy with the ball. You know, there's specific fits. There's ways that we play certain blocks. So, uh, you know, the kickoff unit is huge. Um, And then ball placement out of the kicker. That's something that, you know, there's very specific places that we tell the kicker to kick the football on a kickoff. You know, we don't just kick it. And, uh, you know, that plays into the coverage unit as well. Hang time of the football. There's a lot of factors. And then on a punt, you know, it punts totally different, although it's got the same opportunity, probably more, uh, to be an explosive play even than a kickoff. But, uh, same thing goes, you know, the coverage unit, you know, the first group that gets down there, the gunners, you know, down there on the edges, uh, we want to trap the ball carrier and, uh, and then the net arrives and that's the interior part, the guards and the tackles and the adjuster and all the other guys, they arrive on the scene and they got certain landmarks and fits and, and uh, you know, they, they've got to do a great job protecting the punt, but don't stay at the line of scrimmage too long. Cause you got to get down and cover, you know, and we always talk about winning the down early on punt and uh, recognizing if it's rush, if it's hold up and, and uh You know, and so there's a lot that goes into it. And then the punter, you know, the accuracy of the punt. We don't just punt the ball down the field. We punt it in a very specific spot, and everybody on the punt team is aware of where that ball's going. So, you know, sometimes a 60-yard punt, everybody in the crowd says, oh, what a beautiful punt. But if it's not where it needs to be and it doesn't have the proper hang time, uh, the end result sometimes is catastrophic. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it
3: the the rules changes have there been any it seems like they are always maybe they're distributed evenly i'm just picking here but like have there been anything that uh, you've noticed that have making an impact in the first half of the season that you've been able to watch or is it kind of the same preps so that you've you've gone through another off season
4: so. uh, i'll tell you probably the biggest one is the blindside blocks that, that we're in, we're a couple years into that but uh, you know you're just seeing it uh, you know on punt returns especially the peelback blocks that have been eliminated um, you know, you're, you're you're really having to teach a new technique on that, um, which is fine. It's good for the game, you know, and uh, but but that's a big thing. And then, you know, you can't line up on top of the snapper anymore when the ball snap. You know, that's that's a little adjustment, which is which is good for consistency of of, of the officials being able to uh, protect the snappers. Um, you know, you know, most of the other rules, um, you know, they're 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 really I mean, they, they, they affect it. But, uh, you know, it's probably the blind side blocks is the the, the old crackback blocks that happen so much on punt returns uh, being eliminated is has really kind of changed how, you, how you're doing some stuff
3: hey coach thanks for the time I know you're still busy out there and uh good to see you. that means it's game week all right appreciate it thanks jp you take care juice photo rice house special teams coordinator i'll wrap up the show right after this rice house inside Shoppers and John Deere want to tell your tractor story. It could have started in a sandbox when you were a kid or days spent on your grandpa's farm. At Shoppas, we hear John Deere tractor stories every day. Each story is unique. At Shoppers, we can make your John Deere tractor story a reality. If you're needing a compact or utility tractor, we got those and attachments like loaders, box blades, or cutters to help with your work. Let Shoppas tell your John Deere tractor story. Google our specials at S-H-O-P-P-A-S. Shoppers, all
1: things John Deere. Welcome back to Rice Owls Insider. Here again, the voice of the Owls, J.P. Heath. Welcome back
3: on Rice Owls Insider. It is a very anxious time of year because the Owls have their season opener against the Middle Tennessee State University Blue Raiders. And who better than to preview it than my counterpart, just a few booths down. And we were talking yesterday, the first time he's ever been to historic Rice Stadium. It is 30-year veteran. Uh, applying his craft there in Bar, the great Chip Walters. What's up, brother? Not much. How are you doing? Well, all things considered, doing well. You've got, uh, what, six experiences of these game weeks behind you, but uh, it finally feels good to actually uh, be back at it. But just give us kind of your, your summation how the, the season has gone. I know it was a rough one against North Texas, but just uh, by and large, what, what's it been like this year for the Blue Raiders?
7: Well, you know, it is from a wins and loss standpoint, it has not been uh, what the hope has been Uh, dealing with the COVID-19 protocols and issues. uh, You know, right now I've got to tip my hat to the folks at Middle for how they have they put a plan together uh, to start the season on time. And they have been able to do that. As a matter of fact, going into the North Texas game last week, one of the notes uh, on uh, on the game notes was that Middle – well, it's updated now. It says Middle is one of just six teams nationally to have played six games this year. And uh, they – I think any COVID issues that they had that had blossomed, they were – they happened more like in may and june Mm -hmm. and once they started the regular testing regimen uh, and camp got started uh, well like in july when they started allowing to do some stuff with strength and conditioning people the the testing got started uh, quicker and and more regular there and knock on wood that uh, so far so good there have not been any major major outbreaks and hope that continues because you know these guys you know the the thing is they 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 want to play one more game continue to play one more game and uh and try to make it to the end of the season so far so good
3: and you're actually educating me the other day that there's a historic link between our two uh fine institutions with the great jess neely
7: that's right and uh and i i, w- I wish i had gone and done my more a little bit more of my homework but Jess Neely uh grew up in Murfreesboro uh matter of fact his great great grandson Tony Neely is a really good friend of mine who is the uh sports information director at Kentucky and uh Tony and I have talked about this a little bit but Jess Neely uh if I'm correct and this this is one of those college football lore type deals, I think there was a season or two when back in the early 1900s, when he actually played for both Vanderbilt and Middle Tennessee, or at the time state teachers college, they were STC, middle was STC, but this is our 160 year of football. And, but he went on and was, uh, you know, head coach at Vanderbilt and there's, you know, Streets named after him and stuff like that and on to Rice and and uh, did very well there, too. So uh, uh, before I get down there, I'm going to I'm going to patch the details together <laughs> so I can give you the definitive story on Saturday when I see you uh, at, at, at Rice Stadium.
3: Yeah, and I think that's on me too. I think the Rice guys should know some of the neatly details as well, so that's not all on you. But um, tell us, I mean, X's and O's wise, I mean, the name that obviously grabs me and with my kind of recent broadcasting memory of of the great game we had there last year, but just Asher O'Hara and the parts of the games I've seen, I mean, he kind of makes it tick on the offense. So that that, that seems to me that that would be what Rice's defense is going to focus on in this one.
7: Well, prior to the – the north texas game asher o'hare was responsible for 73% of of the offensive yards that this team uh, had from either running the football or throwing the football he is, uh he was over 100 yards at fiu rushing which uh, made his fifth rushing uh, fifth 100-yard game rushing which he's now the record holder at middle uh he has you know, thrown the ball decently. Uh, middle has has not. He, his his strength is not taking deep shots. Middle has played a whole lot more lateral than vertical. And uh, you know, last week against North Texas, they started to play a little bit more vertical. They did it at at FIU and and uh, but you know the 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 they've scored thirty plus. In three of their last four games, Middle got off to a horrible start offensively, playing Army and Troy, who both had really good defenses, but Middle just could not run the ball a lick in a with anybody other than Asher. They found Shaitan Mobley; he had a big game uh, against uh, North Texas. The the issue, uh, one of the big issues, I think, in the North Texas game uh, is that they had nineteen chunk plays or gash plays or you know explosive plays whatever everybody has their own name for them but but uh north texas had 19 in the game and austin awney their starting quarterback committed three turnovers they changed quarterbacks and when they brought jason bean in it's like they put a supercharger on their offense because bean can he's not just a good running quarterback he is a runner and and not just good quarterback speed; he was running away from people, and and that big change after they had worked all week to prepare for Austin Aunty to stand back there like like a statue and throw. Uh, it really, you know, the defense gave up 768 yards. I mean, that's a fact, and it's the most yards middle has ever given up in a game. So, you know, this week just got off the coach Stockstill's. Uh, press conference and he said you know this is a week where we got number one we don't have a lot of game tape other than you know from last year on rice so this is this is a week to work on themselves and get better so I think that's kind of the philosophy right now yeah you, you
3: mentioned some of the defense there but I mean obviously I mean it was it was a tough one against North Texas like you just uh broke down but just who are some of the names that when the defense is going well that that guys are um are kind of leading that defense. Who are some of those guys?
7: Well, and and Middle's got a couple of really good players. Uh, DQ Thomas, who uh, calls – he calls everything defensively. He is a a, a linebacker. Brett Shepard, I I like watching Brett play. He's a Maryland transfer, middle line – and he's the weak side linebacker. Greg Great is playing the best of anybody on defense right now. He's a junior, uh, safety, strong safety out of Miami. Uh, Reed Blankenship uh, is 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 coming back from uh, breaking his leg a year ago, and uh, he has not made the spectacular plays that we had seen from him before. But uh, but he is he's playing and is has given good run support uh, for the most part. Middles up front guys have uh, already registered more sacks than they did the entire season last year, so. You know, they have been able to play and apply a little more pressure than they did last year, uh, and it's – it's uh, the, I call it the Jordan rules. Three of your defensive linemen are named Jordan, Jordan Scarling, uh, Jordan Ferguson, and Jordan Branch. Jordan Branch just came back from uh, an injury. Uh, they've gotten a little better. So, uh, you know, it's interesting this – you look at this defense and – and see all the experience, and, and you're thinking, well, they shouldn't be giving up 19 chunk plays. But that's what happened. And you, you mean, you go out, you try to correct, and you move on. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, Chip, thanks so much. Can't wait to welcome you to Historic Rice Stadium for the the first time. Uh, thanks for the time. Be safe coming over here. I know you got about 19 COVID tests to do between now and then. But I can't
7: wait to see that's you. That's right. Thank you, brother. Well, I'll tell you, it's always a pleasure when I get to spend time with you. Appreciate it, JP. Yes, sir. And just the
3: second meeting all time between Rice and Middle Tennessee State. Stay tuned. More on Rice House Insider right after this. The Wyndham Houston Medical Center Hotel and Suites is the preferred hotel for anybody visiting the Medical Center, the Museum District, or Rice University. We offer the largest suites in the Medical Center, complete with full kitchens, and our full-service restaurant and outdoor pool will make your stay complete. We look forward to having you experience the Wyndham Houston Medical Center Hotel and Suites soon. And if you need a group rate or need 10 or more rooms, don't forget to call 713-528-7744. That's 713-528-7744. Time out. Smart Financial wants you to know that a good banking experience shouldn't feel like you're getting tackled. Since 1934, we have prided ourselves on providing hassle-free services with a game plan that focuses on people, not profits. If you live, work, or go to school at or around Rice University, visit smartcu.org to join our family and become a part of the winning team. Smart Financial, proud sponsor of Rice Athletics, Federally
4: insured
3: by the NCUA. And that will do it for our football preview here on Rice Owls Insider. A big muchas gracias to Coach Blumgren and uh, some of the staff for joining us. Uh, There's so much that goes into it, as you obviously know. But uh, thanks to the coordinators, Brian Smith, Jerry Mack, and Drew Savota for joining us. Uh, Please do us a minor favor. You can do us a solid subscribe on your favorite podcast app here to Rice House Insider. It'll pop up on your phone each middle of the week. And we're also on the Rice Athletics YouTube channel if you would like to uh, match up the pictures and video with our great content as well. Don't forget, personal fan cutouts available to place inside Historic Rice Stadium for pickup. That's only $50 and you can pick them up at the end of the season, but they'll put those in Rice Stadium for the uh, different uh, broadcasts we'll be able to see. And the Aviary, uh, only $10 a virtual ticket. You get live stat updates, access inside the booth, uh, interactive game day content, get behind the scenes, some in-stadium camera access. That is great. And don't mind promoting across platform, too. Check out the Rice House Sports Show, uh, the new Rice Athletics TV feature show on AT&T Sportsnet Southwest. That's brought to you by Smart Financial. Well, have a great rest of this one. Thanks to all who came on. And we'll talk to you on the broadcast. Nate and I have the broadcast starting uh, coming up at 2 o'clock. You can catch us on the TuneIn app, riceowls.com. As I mentioned, the Avery broadcast as well. Have a great rest of this one. God bless. Go Owls. And we'll talk to you on the broadcast here. This has been Rice Owls Insider.
1: Have a great one. On the Rice Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, you've been listening to Rice Owls Insider, powered by IBEW Local 716, lighting up Rice University in Houston for over 100 years. Rice Owls Insider was brought to you by a Parking Spot. We have airport parking covered. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation on the Rice Sports Network